Hello everyone, it's your girl Mantha. Welcome to the first episode of Heal and Flourish with Mantha. You're probably wondering, why would you name your first episode Sam is a fake ass bitch? Well, to sum it all up, that is a saying said by multiple people who have tried to destroy my character. Although later on as... I healed, did some shadow work, and all that stuff. I realized I was never the problem, and they had their own issues. And it was also a result of projection towards me. But that's something I'll go more into detail about later in this episode. You're probably thinking, wow, so you're going to be petty? Or, wow, so you're throwing shade? No! That's not the case at all. The case is, is that today we are going to talk about the first step to healing properly. This step is usually overlooked and looked down upon despite its key importance in its role, which is the main topic for this episode, acknowledging the ugly. The following subtopics I'll be covering would be overall shadow work, feeling out your emotions and reflecting, debunking society's ideas of healing, how projection plays a role, and my personal experiences. Although I will not talk about these in order, I would rather much cover the main points of these topics as a whole. But before we start though, I just want to give a little disclaimer, I'm not your positivity queen. Although I am all about balance, aka having a positive attitude, but also making sure you set boundaries so people won't walk all over me again. I'ma be straight up, call out bullshit, and go low if I need to, if I get you thinking, reflecting you want to fight me, or you're mad, or you're inspired, congrats. I'm so glad I have an impact on you. Because the whole point of my overall podcast is to get people thinking, reflecting, and opening a new perspective for themselves. So I don't really care about the type of reaction I get, because the type of reaction I get is on the person, not me. Another disclaimer would be that the experiences I will talk about would be my own life experiences, and it does involve real people, you know? And I will not name drop, I will not talk shit, I will not bash their character, although I will share my experiences with them because it really did build me into the person I am today and I really do feel like my experiences are very relatable and I feel like the way I healed from it can benefit my listeners. At the end of the day, I have no bad intentions. I'm here to use my voice to help you find your own voice. I'm here to help people heal, I'm here to inspire, and to eventually create a domino effect full of 
inspired people who have found their voices and want to help others find their voice too. Because the power of one voice can empower many. So uh, let's start off with talking about the first step to healing overall, which is feeling your emotions out and reflecting. We are usually taught to skip this stage and we're often looked down upon if we do go through this stage and, you know, some might not know how to deal with this stage, some even stay in this stage. But I just want to let you guys know, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to react. Shit! Fuck being the bigger person in that stage, too. I'm just fucking with you guys, but seriously, we need to learn how to deal and rationalize with our emotions. You know, like, journal your emotions, talk to somebody you trust, fucking cry it out, for heaven's sake. Because if we don't do it sooner... It will create toxic traits, unresolved trauma, and overall toxic-ass people. And believe it or not, when you have toxic energy, that energy affects everybody around them. It gets transferred to other people and it could affect them in many ways. Like, you can ruin their whole mood, create more toxic people... And sometimes by being toxic, it can cause a lot of trauma for others as well. So we need to let it out, rationalize, and reflect as to why we are feeling these emotions. And this brings me to my next topic that I'm going to cover, which is debunking society's ideas of healing. I would like to say, healing has no time limit. I say that because people have different tolerances and, you know, people have different traumas. Whether you have similar traumas or not, people do have a different way of reacting and that's okay. Some may have a higher pain tolerance, some may not have a higher pain tolerance. Because at the end of the day, you don't really know what those people are going through. And you don't really know the whole story, let alone the other side of their story. What may have been a small inconvenience to you might have been some type of trauma for the other person. I really dislike the fact that we are taught that we have a certain time limit to heal. And I also dislike the fact that society has made us think that we are not allowed to react when we're healing because it causes so much inconvenience. You know what I mean? And this really plays a part in the idea of being the bigger person. In some situations, yes, I do believe being the bigger person is right. Although, I feel like most of the time, being the bigger person is just a manipulation tactic used against people who really care about others to silence them and nullify their feelings. 
to try to silence them because one, the person may not be able to take accountability as well as others can. They know what they've done is wrong and they don't want other people to know. Their ego is hurt, can't handle the truth, and it is a root of all of their projections towards the person that cares. I also feel like being the bigger person doesn't work most of the time because some people are so close-minded and ignorant that we really have to dumb it down and speak at their level for them to understand. So by all means, don't let violence be your first choice, but definitely keep it as one of your options. I prefer it to be a second option, being the person I am now. And I really want to put my thoughts into the saying, it's been so-and-so months, shit, even years, and you're still talking about it? Get over it. In some cases, like, if it was over some petty shit, um, it's understandable. Uh, I'm not even going front. It's understandable. But if people were really backstabbing you and, and or, like, bullying you, it is also very understandable to still talk about it till this day. And in that specific case, I think that saying is utter bullshit. Because someone might have found out new info about what happened and it must have destroyed or disrespected their character. They probably got treated like complete shit. And it was probably very traumatic for them. I also feel like that saying is a way for shitty people to silence other voices. So I'm really encouraging all of you to still have a positive mindset, but you need to also set clear boundaries for yourself and others. And in this way, you really gain a lot of self-respect. And self-respect leads to self-love. So use your voice. Stand up for yourself. Don't let nobody destroy your character. Because you're who? That motherfucking bitch. And that's on self-respect and self-love. And period. <laughs> and all hype jokes aside, I am going to share an experience with you guys where I have lacked some self-respect for myself, failed to set clear boundaries, used the bigger person ideal as my go-to uh, problem solver, and really describe how projection works using an example from my own experiences. In which this particular experience, I feel like a lot of people can relate. So even if the experience I'm about to talk about isn't so special, it's pretty universal, the way I healed and reflected could be pretty unique to most people who have gone through this. 
So, I am going to talk about my experiences with shitty friends and how it shaped me into the person I am today. Starting with June 2019. Alright, so before I start, I just want to make it clear that again, this story does involve real people and my real experiences. And that I, again, will not name drop. I won't try to bash anyone's character, nor do I have bad intentions while talking about this experience. I'm not doing this to throw shade. I'm not doing this to be petty, nor am I doing this because I'm not, quote unquote, over it. In fact, this situation I've actually grown from and healed from, so... I am comfortable talking about this now. And, you know, I really don't hate these people. To me, I just don't find a reason to hate them, despite what they've done to me. So, I just want to personally thank them, actually, if you're watching this. Because without you guys doing what you did behind my back and to my face... I wouldn't have learned, grown, and reflected within that situation in order to become the person I am, which is stronger, a person who knows how to set boundaries, and I learned how to have a lot of self-respect for myself. So yeah, thank you. And I just want to let everybody know that however you react is on you. And if you have an issue somehow, then that is a you problem. It is very much going to be one-sided. What I really won't appreciate though is if my words get twisted just like before. And if you're going to try to portray me as the villain again, at least do it right and try to get some clarity and acknowledge the other side of the story this time. And again, I'm sharing this particular experience because everyone has experienced having shitty friends that have victimized themselves to make the other person look like the villain and try to downplay the other person's feelings and their side of the story all because people wanted to be closed-minded, talk behind other people's backs, and not learn how to communicate. So unlike what happened then, I will actually acknowledge both sides of the story. And first and foremost, I just want to start off by saying I'm not that better of a person either. I have been a bully before by association. I have talked my shit and there were times where I really should have been a good friend and communicated better. And for that, if you were a victim of one of those things by me, I really do apologize and I'm completely taking full accountability for that. I just want to let y'all know that I have grown from that and learned and I'm aware of what I've done and I'm not gonna lie I did talk about this with a couple of people and you know it still surprises them till this day that I could still say positive things about you guys despite the fact that you guys treated me like shit and probably still fail to acknowledge that anyways 
Let's get started with what happened in June 2019, shall we? Mini disclaimer, I'm not bashing these people, I'm not being petty, I'm not throwing shade. But if you want to be deluded and think otherwise to make yourself feel better, then go for it. Because however you react is on you, if you have an issue, that's on you, deal with it, argue with your mama, schedule a therapy session or something, I'm not finna deal with that. Because I'm simply doing this for me, to inspire others, and I know a lot of people can relate, so I'm simply just being vulnerable and connecting it to the topics I've talked about in this episode. Alright, let's call these three main people B. B was a longtime friend and family friend. H was somebody I met in freshman year and I continued our friendship throughout high school. C is somebody that really came more towards senior year as C is more B's friend, but we were in the same friend group, so let's call this experience the peak of a friendship downfall that was actually a blessing in disguise. To sum it all up, everyone was having grad parties two days after graduation. I originally was supposed to go to two grad parties. One with my guy friend at the time and two with B. Keep this in mind, I did not have a car nor did I know how to drive at the time, so I solely relied on my parents to drive me everywhere. B's party was two hours away from where I lived with traffic the agreement i had with my parents was that i get to go to both parties b texted me almost last minute like literally the night before her grad party and said i cannot sleep over i'm gonna be honest i didn't really think of it that much because i didn't think it was going to be a scheduling conflict so i slept on it till the day of i got picked up from my sleepover with my other friend that b was jealous of so i mentioned the fact that I needed to be picked up after B's party and my parents said no that's not possible because they needed to go to work the next morning. So keep in mind my parents would have to drive all the way two hours away from my other guy friend's party which was closer to me and the his party ended earlier so that's why the original plan was to go to his party and then to b's party and b's party was five hours long approximate so my parents had to drive back from where they dropped me off and then five hours later do the same thing and then go back home which is two hours away so think about how much gas is gonna be drained so i'm over here trying to convince my parents that like there has to be some kind of way and they said no they can't because there is some type of scheduling conflict that i had no control over i was still persistent in trying to convince them to still take me and b was texting me all day about it so i talked to my mom about it and i was like hey she's gonna be really devastated and she's gonna be really mad Like, I really want to go, and I feel terrible because I actually wanted to be there for her. I just don't know how to explain this to her. I really want to let her down easily, but I don't know how to. I don't even think there's any way to let her down easily. 
So my mom is pretty close with her mom, just like B was close to my mom as well. So my mom was like, um, just don't text back, I'll handle this, okay? And that is the mistake I made. I listened to her and I take full accountability for not communicating better. But I eventually texted B and I said, and I quote, Hey, I'm so sorry, but I can't go to your party. Like, I'm literally begging my dad to bring me, but they can't. I hope you understand. B's response was, It's cool. You are cut. I hope you understand. I don't understand. Your mom told us you were coming. What? I'm not going to invite anymore. So later on, B started to post subs on her Snapchat and Insta about me being fake and all that other bullshit. Oh yeah, and by the way, before I had a chance to explain myself to her, she blocked me on everything. So I simply blocked her back. And then C's went along with it and threw subs at me. And I think they were not only mad at me, they were mad at this other person too. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure if I remember. But I know I was the main topic. Yeah, C also threw subs at me, calling me fake. Without acknowledging my side of the story. Literally straight up shitted on me. And it's really fucking pathetic. And it just really makes you look like a closed-minded person. But hey, true colors were shown that day. Oh, and then I finally get this long paragraph from H. And I quote, I just want to like, cause that whole thing is fucked up. You asked me Thursday why B has been acting funny towards you. You deadass make her feel like shit. I don't think you understand how hurt B is right now. You pick your other friend over her all the time. B has been there for you and you pop off on B when she says something about your other friend when you know she's 100% right. She's been calling and texting you all day, but if it's your other friend, you're quick to it. It's pretty fucked up, Sam. I'm pretty sure you 100% lost B after this. She's deadass crying on FaceTime right now. That's crazy as fuck to me. So after she sent that text, I asked to FaceTime her to explain myself and... We did. We did FaceTime. I tried to explain my side of the story because I thought she would listen. But joke's on me for thinking that she would listen being the person she was towards me. I was trying to explain my situation and then she com- it completely went over her head. Because then you tried to switch it up and say, Oh, B is not mad at you because you didn't go to the party. B is mad at you because you're just, you just treat your other friend better than her. I'ma just say this right now. I know you think that you did something with that paragraph, but you didn't. Also, the FaceTime call never really finished because H said that B is calling her and she never really called back. And you know what? That's fine. Before I start reflecting and explaining how this experience shaped me into a better person, I just want to share something with y'all because I think it's pretty funny to me. So I started taking my spiritual journey seriously during the summer going to senior year for me. And I asked the universe and my spirit guides, can you please take out anybody that's not benefiting me, all the bad people in my life right now, and take out anybody that's throwing negative energy and is secretly preying on my downfall. 
And surprise, surprise, this happened literally two days after graduation. At first, I thought it was a coincidence, but as I reflected more, it was not a coincidence. And props to the universe, because it was a blessing in disguise. And the day after all that shit happened, I felt better emotionally. I felt like a weight was taken off my shoulders and it was just a happy day oh yeah not to mention i didn't cut them off they cut me off over something i couldn't control and because they wanted to be close-minded and ignorant and they tried to downplay the situation by me being a bad friend and trying to get my other friend involved when she was never involved in the first place all because b couldn't put her projections, insecurities, and jealousy on the side. And she used it as a way to manipulate others into thinking I'm a bad friend. And you know what? There were times that I would retaliate and be a bad friend, and I own up to that. But y'all really villainized me over something I really couldn't control and continued to call me fake and throw subs at me. And also, now that I see it, I feel like you know this is my personal feelings but i feel like y'all were just waiting for an excuse to cut me off in the first place especially now that i have reflected and a couple of other friends told me some new info in that group it's new to me but i know it's not new to them it's funny how y'all call me fake but you guys have done way worse to me and I'll explain it here. I will go one by one. So let's start with B, the longtime friend. All right, let's talk about the good things you've done for me. You have stood up for me. Your family has given me rides when I needed to, and I really, I'm really grateful for that. And you were there for me during the times I really needed somebody. So thank you for that. I will forever be grateful, and I don't have any bad blood with you or anyone. So, on to the bad stuff you've done to me for about 9 to 10 years. All this of you treating me badly behind closed doors, and all the red flags that I ignored and let slide. And you know, again, unlike you, I acknowledge both sides. And yes, I do acknowledge the good things you have done for me. But the good things you have done for me will never outweigh our toxic friendship we've had for 9 to 10 years and all the bad stuff you've done to me. You had your chance to talk about how I was a bad friend both to other people and on the internet. Well, it's my turn now. And I really don't care if it's been like two years, especially since I've found out new info from my other friends. Shout out Sky and Bless. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with all the red flags I shouldn't have ignored. You were very possessive and somehow jealous of me when there's really nothing for you to be jealous about. I personally don't think I'm anyone special. Anytime I would say, ooh, I want that, you would say, oh, I already have that. But we all knew it was a lie. Like, come on. <laughs> what the funniest lie you've said was, and I'm not even making fun of you. It's just, I just still personally think it's funny. But you lied about going and watching a horse racing match in Del Mar. I think it was like the Saratoga something. And we were watching it on TV with my family. You said you went to it. But we weren't even born yet, and you said that right after I said, Ooh, I want to go watch a horse racing match one day. And I know this 
sounds like a lighthearted lie and it is it really is but the intention behind it wasn't so lighthearted you said it with the intent of ooh i'm going to make her feel bad i'm going to make her feel jealous you know and all the other negative bullshit but that is one of the examples of the red flags that i shouldn't have ignored and you know now i understand why people lie about weird things and it's because it makes themselves feel better but you would also use your lies to your advantage anytime we had a falling out you would lie about that shit too and you know what i'm not any better but at least i don't lie anytime i did something that was out of your control or i did something in retaliation that made you i don't know jealous you felt out of control again you would make me out to be the biggest fucking bitch ever like you would hella villainize me and make me out to seem like the worst person ever another red flag was that jealousy you had with me and towards other people who are involved with me i just find it really weird till this day that anytime something good happens to me you get jealous over it there were times that you acted like you didn't care and there were times where you just show fake love. You didn't like the fact that sometimes I would get attention from certain people or like if something happened and people are amazed by it. Like and it's not even just me. When the attention is shifted to somebody else, even me, like especially me, it makes you feel a certain type of way. And you just do certain things to grab the attention back. I'm not gonna lie, yes, you were happy for me at certain times, but most of the time it was not genuine and you know that. So basically, you did like to see me do well, but if you feel like I'm getting more attention, if you feel if you felt like I was doing better than you, you weren't happy at all. And you did try to sabotage that. And you would also act the same with others as well. And anytime you feel like I'm getting closer to another person having another friend, you would most of the time sabotage that friendship, talk shit about that person especially since they have done nothing to you and you would blame me for picking them over you when i never did and the times that i would call you out for your behavior and how it's wrong and how i'm willing to fix it with you you just get mad and most of the time go to your other friends that apparently you're allowed to have but i'm not allowed to have other friends you would tell your other friends whenever you get upset with me how i'm a bad friend i don't choose you anymore blah 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 all that fucking bullshit and some of them end up believing her some of them don't but i know the people who also don't like me love to have a field day with what she says about me but i just want to let y'all know most of it is either not true or it's very exaggerated but go ahead go have a field day with it if it makes you feel better you know and these behaviors became stronger and stronger as we got older it did dial down for a little bit but senior year was the peak of it 
You have also talked behind my back so many times. Yet, when I talk about how I'm feeling, people take it as talking shit. I hope you know that there's a difference. There would be times I would be fed up and feel like I cannot do anything because you get some sort of special treatment because of your personal issues that I will not discuss because I know it's a very sensitive topic. So in this whole friendship, it really felt like I can't, I'm not allowed to feel a certain type of way, but you can and you treated me like I was some type of pet or sidekick. And not to mention, you use that special treatment to your advantage. And what I mean by that, I mean by that in a negative way. Anytime somebody wants to have you take accountability for yourself, you would deny it. You would use that excuse and then you would say, oh, I forgot. And while you probably still can use it, you can't use that advantage forever. And I really do hope you learned how to take accountability. And let's talk about how I started dating my boyfriend who I'm still with until now. At first, you seemed really happy for me, but as my, but as soon as I got closer and closer to him, that really bothered you, and you accused me of choosing him over you. And you know what? In retaliation, I did sometimes. Sometimes I did. You want to know why? Because even after the shit that we've been through that I know you and H and C used to love to criticize me about, especially behind my back, at least he made me feel wanted, at least he listened to me, at least, at least he never made me feel left out as a person even when we've had our hard moments. And at least he treated me like an actual human being rather than some kind of pet. And I could say the same thing about my other friends now. I'm so glad that my other friends treat me like an actual human being with actual feelings and are able to communicate rather than throwing shade and talking shit behind our backs. And I can proudly say I may not be the better person, but at least I didn't lie. At least I tried to communicate better. You know, instead of talking shit behind your back and villainizing you. And the times that I did talk behind your back, I was talking about how I was feeling. I wasn't trying to be derogatory towards your character. So yeah, I can proudly say all the bad shit that I've done to you was all in retaliation and all the bad shit I've done to you would have never happened if you treated me the way I did. So go on. You can still keep on villainizing me however you want because I know it makes you feel better and I'm totally okay with being the villain because I know not everyone wants to know the truth. And I know not everyone can handle taking accountability and not everybody can handle being wrong. And a little side note to clarify, yes, me and my high school boyfriend did break up for a year, but after high school, we did get back together. And H, the person I knew and had a friendship with since freshman year, told you that. And you know what she told me? Your response was, fuck Sam. And all that stupid bullshit. So it's kind of weird how even after a certain period of time that we haven't even talked, you are still salty about the good shit that's happening to me? Like, you could have handled that info in many different ways and stayed quiet about it. But by you reacting like that, even after months at the moment that we haven't talked, it shows you still have that closed-minded, ignorant mindset of yours and that you never really grew from that situation. 
So I'm glad you cut me off before I did. So props for you for cutting me off. Because that was the best damn thing that you have ever done for me. So thank you. Because now I don't need to worry about hurting other people's feelings. I don't need to worry about hanging out with my boyfriend. And I don't need to worry about having other friends. And I'm really glad that I don't have to deal with your own issues and projections anymore. And thank you for teaching me that I shouldn't settle with the people around me and that I deserve to be treated better and that I shouldn't let certain stuff slide. You have also taught me that I should set clear boundaries no matter what. And because of that experience with you, I now know that I shouldn't befriend people like you. So take this message as you please. However you react is on you. If you have an issue, I don't care. Deal with it on your own because I did this for me and not for you. I also shared my experiences because other people can relate and I'm doing this while inspiring others and helping others. So, all right, moving on to H. All right, the person I had a friendship with from freshman year to senior year. Let's acknowledge all the good stuff you've done for me first. There are times you were there for me in the beginning. You know, we had our fun times. You would sometimes tell me when people would talk shit about me and I appreciate you for that. But little did I know you would talk shit about me behind my back too. Now moving on to the bad stuff. Again, I'm going to point out the red flags that you had that I ignored and tried to understand. Although there were times that you were actually being blunt and honest with me, you also treated me like trash. You were very rude to me at times. Like, I could be doing nothing and you'd still get bothered by some little ick that you find in me. You would criticize me for almost every single little thing I did and apparently it was worse behind my back. And you know what? Thank you, Sky. by the way. And it was just really weird how you would do all that with me. And the times you were actually being rude, you tried to play it off as, Oh no, I'm not mean. I'm just being blunt and honest. It's just how I am. Like, I don't know if you genuinely didn't know the difference or you just didn't want to take accountability. But being rude is not blunt and honest. And I just don't understand how you could go on with your day just complaining and bickering about every single little flaw. And I'm not even talking about just me. You would talk about other people unprovoked. You Sometimes you didn't even know them. You would hear a certain situation and then talk shit about them. And you have talked shit about your other friends too. Like every single little thing. You just find somebody's flaws or some shit that happened and you just bicker and complain. How can you live a life like that? And like ever since I reflected, I see that's a projection of your own. Anybody who acts like that is just spewing their projections. Because how other people treat others is how they see themselves. So I'm really sorry that deep down you see yourself like that. And I really hope you addressed your shadow self. Because they also say that the things you don't like in people is your shadow self and what you don't like in yourself. So again, I'm sorry you see yourself like that sometimes. And I'm sorry that if you experienced any trauma that made you like this, 
but it's really no excuse for treating other people badly and not to mention the fact that you would hear something bad about me and you would automatically believe it and when i tried to tell my side of the story you wouldn't acknowledge it at first you would either go off on me or say that i'm wrong about my own story and my own problems you know you were right about a lot of things but you were never right about me and my character and you never will be I remember when me and my boyfriend now broke up for like only a year. The first time it happened, I tried to tell you what actually happened and then you said, no, it didn't happen like that. Honestly, I should have took that as a red flag. I don't know why you would just believe sh shit right away before seeing the other story. But then again, it's not like you care enough anyways. And sometimes it kind of feels like at this point now, Looking back at it, I feel like you were so quick to believe in any bad rumors about me because internally you wanted an excuse to treat me the way you did. Well, I don't know, maybe I might be bluffing, but something is telling me that you knew how you treated me. You also need to accept the fact that you're not always right all the time. You're also wondering, but why am I saying this now, even on a podcast? And I know you tried to stay mutuals after the whole incident happened. And while I do appreciate your efforts before you unfollowed me, I'm saying this now because I have reflected, healed, and grew from it. And I realized a lot of stuff. And before, the old me would have tolerated everything. And I saw you uh, trying to be mutuals again as a way of making amends. And the old me never really saw a problem in your, your actions. And also, my other friend told me some stuff that you said recently. And now that I see it, you're very much a hypocrite. Because how can you treat others like that, but you don't like it when people treat you the same? You call me and my other friend fake when you've done a lot worse and you've said a lot worse to us. And behind our backs. So at this point, our problems with you are not really our problems, that's your problem. It was your own issues in the first place and it was all of your projections. So I can proudly say that I was never the problem in this friendship. Oh yeah, talking about friendships, let's not forget how you, would, you wouldn't really consider me a friend unless it was really convenient for you. And you did that with like everyone else that you befriended it's like i understand how some people just don't have any benefit to you anymore but you come and go it's like i feel like i was i felt like i was only your friend if it was beneficial and i've seen you do that with other people too like first you're buddy buddy with them and then you're like oh no i don't like them anymore and then you're buddy buddy with them again and you call me a weirdo again that's all projection at this point. And let's not forget how your excuse for having to talk shit all the time and never wanting to stop is that nobody would check you and that people won't fight you or because people would be scared of you. And I just want to let you know that nobody was really scared of you. Nobody was really intimidated by you. There are a couple reasons why a lot of people will not check you. Well, for one, a lot of the people that you talk shit about don't give a fuck. 
Why would they waste their energy on somebody who's just projecting? Two, there's really no point in fighting you because people don't want to waste their energy, especially since it's over something that can be talked about. Plus, using violence as your first source of resolving things is a sign of weakness to most people because you can easily have an intellectual conversation and really try to open your mind up to new things, but of course, that's not really possible in your case. And whether you want to see it from that perspective or not, it's on you. Alright, I'm done with you. However you want to react is on you. If you have an issue, deal with it on your own. I hope this gives you some type of clarity, but of course, it probably won't. And I hope you heal from whatever trauma and internalized trauma you're dealing with. I have no bad blood with you, and I never will. Don't see any point. So yeah, moving on to C. Um, see, I don't really have that much to say to you. I just think you are just a disappointment to me. I honestly thought you of all people would be better and try to see the other side, but true colors were shown and that's obviously not the case. And I hope this gives you some type of clarity, but of course it probably won't. And I really hope you are open-minded now and just really see things from different perspectives before you attack a person without getting all the facts. So you can take this as you please, however you react is on you. I don't care if you have an issue, you, you can deal with it on your own. Alright, moving on to what I learned with my experience with all three of those people. I learned that I deserve to be treated better. I deserve I should be treated like other people would want to be treated with respect. I learned that I shouldn't be so judgmental towards others because you don't know their story. I learned that the environment you surround yourself in does matter. Because being around those three people, it was always so negative. Nobody really came through for each other and nobody really knew how to communicate like a grown-up. And I eventually picked up in, on those things. And when they cut me off and I have a new set of friends, I was happier. I was more open-minded. I am motivated to do better. I don't use violence as a first option and I'm just basically flourishing, making my money and are constantly growing as a person along with others who truly care about me and I love being surrounded by people who constantly uplift each other to do better and having those experiences with those three people I mentioned, it was more criticizing than uplifting a person to do better. And I don't feel like anybody's holding me back because nobody gets hurt when I grow. Nobody gets hurt when I earn something. Nobody gets hurt when I decide to level up. So I'm basically saying I don't need to spare anybody's feelings because they feel inferior. I am a person who loves to share their success. I love to uplift people to do better. And when you surround yourself with those type of people, you will automatically feel better. 
and you will automatically pick up on those habits. Like, if you want to go to the gym and you want a gym partner, of course, you're going to want a gym partner that motivates you to do better. Of course, you want somebody to hold you accountable and push you to do more reps or push to failure and just really encourage you to eat better. I also learned that I shouldn't dim down my light just because somebody else is in the dark. My presence will be known, my presence will be respected, and my presence can be powerful if it wants to be. I also learned that it's okay to talk back and have a reaction, especially if it disrespects your character and disrespects your boundaries. It's okay to speak up, it's okay not to be the bigger person. Because sometimes you need to stoop down to somebody's level because they're so close-minded and ignorant that the only way to get it through their head is if you dumb it down and speak to them like that. Because otherwise, if you keep quiet, people will keep on taking advantage of you. So for that, I will never let anybody take advantage of me again. And if they try to, I'm gonna put up one hell of a fight. Being quiet doesn't always work. Why do you think when protest happens, we have to fight for our voices to be heard? Especially since the oppressor wants to keep all of us silent. Our voices need to be heard, our voices matter, and our voices are validated. And lastly, I learned how to turn a negative experience, thing, and whatever is negative and convert it into something so positive. Just like how I turned this negative experience into something so positive, like a positive opportunity to grow. Because let's face it, we can't really avoid negativity forever. But we can do something about it. You can either deflect negativity or turn negativity into positivity. And when you learn how to do that, life will feel so much better. It won't be easier, but it'll be better. And to add to that, this also plays in with being balanced. Just like you can't always be positive, you also can't always be negative. You need to balance yourself. And I'm not gonna lie, there are times where I lack balance. I remember something in my counseling 101 class. It was a dual enrollment college class I took in senior year. Shout out Mr. O. He said something similar along these lines that I'm about to tell you guys. When you avoid disappointment, you risk losing enthusiasm. Just like heartbreak, you risk losing intimacy. When you avoid rejection, you risk losing reward. When you avoid sensitivity, you risk losing empathy. When you avoid pain, you risk losing joy. When you avoid discomfort, you risk losing discovery. And when you avoid downtime, you risk curiosity. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Do you guys notice a pattern? With every good thing that happens, there is a pile of bad things that has happened in the past for them to reach that reward. And this really does prove my point. You can't avoid negativity, but you can for sure do something about it. And I just want to let you know that any bad, inconvenient thing that happens opens a new door for opportunities and what i mean by that is opportunities for success opportunities for rewards 
So it's not the end-all be-all, and we should all just keep pushing. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be some type of reward waiting for us. And one more thing that I learned. Do not let other people's insecurities and projections stop you from going where you want to go. You are not a problem. So don't let other people make it seem like you are because they fail to take accountability for themselves and their own issues. So of course, what makes people feel better? Putting the blame on something. And when you realize every, almost everything everyone does is projection, then you will be a lot happier with life and very much top tier unbothered. And everything I've talked about throughout this whole podcast really proves my point and concludes that it's okay to not be the bigger person and react. It's okay to feel your emotions and reflect. It's okay to heal for however long you want or need. It's okay to talk about issues, especially if it's an issue when your character has been destroyed, people have bullied you, and especially if you find out new info, it's okay to talk about it because it doesn't necessarily mean they're not over it. You can be over stuff and still talk about it. It just depends on how you talk about it nobody deserves to be silenced everybody's voice is heard and nobody deserves to be falsely villainized regardless of the situation and before i end this podcast episode i just wanna give a couple thank you shout outs to a couple of my friends and boyfriend who is very much my best friend First and foremost, I just want to thank Sala for sticking with me through my hardest times and for loving me unconditionally. Our love is so strong and our love continues to be stronger. I thank you for always pushing me every day and always being there for me and for always making me feel like I have a voice and I matter. I would also like to thank you for encouraging me to do this podcast. I love you for always seeing the best in me and for seeing how great my potential could be. And I also thank you for encouraging me not to hold back on this first podcast episode and making sure you have my back no matter what. Thank you for always listening to me and for reminding me that I shouldn't spare anybody's feelings and for encouraging me that I should really speak out about the experience that I talked about in this episode. Alrighty then, moving on, I'd also like to thank Bless. I would like to thank you for also being somebody who would listen and be open-minded. Thank you for not assuming the worst when you heard something bad about me and for always asking. Thank you for being a good friend and thank you for reminding me that I'm that bitch and for always motivating me. You have also encouraged me to not hold back and I also thank you for that because you're one of the people in that group that has actually made my voice matter. I would also like to thank Skylene. You were also the friend in that group that would listen to me instead of assuming the worst as well and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you for listening to me, thank you for acknowledging my side, and thank you for making me feel like I matter. 
And I'm sorry to you and bless whenever you would try to stand up for me and you guys would just get chewed out. I'm really glad we have each other now. And I would also like to thank the both of you for telling me stuff that I didn't even know before. And then moving on, I'd like to thank Leilani for sticking by me and for being my friendship soulmate. I love how we never had an awkward stage and that we really love each other no matter what happens and we really push each other to do better. And I'm sorry that your name got dragged into something that you weren't involved in. And to all of those people who would hate on Leilani and talk shit about her, back the fuck up. You all need to find someone else to project your insecurity towards. Stop projecting your own issues and blaming them on Leilani. Because y'all just believe anything bad about her at this point. Just to make yourselves feel better. Because I can guarantee you, she was never the problem. You all just wanted somebody to blame your own issues to. And you all know who the fuck you are. And what I mean by that, I mean multiple people. And I would also like to thank Serena for also encouraging me to do this podcast, for listening to me. And I know we aren't really that close, but you have always been a real-ass bitch to me, and you have never been a hater. Lastly, I'd like to thank Reyna. I know we don't really know each other like that, but you're always hyping me up, and I really appreciate that. And a big thank you to everyone who listened to my whole podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And if you guys need anyone to talk to, and if you feel like nobody's here to talk to you, I'm here. I am someone that you can talk to. Even if we don't really know each other, I'm here to listen. And if you want your story, your voice to be heard on this podcast, let me know. And we can work something out. Alright, we are reaching the end of this podcast. Again, thank you to everyone who listened. Stay tuned for my next podcast episode. And remember to heal however the fuck you want and flourish into the bad bitch you are.